Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Thank you so much for joining us. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander joining us on location. First episode of the new year. Bill, how are you doing? Doing great, Jason. I hope you are. Uh, I know you, I understand you may be a little under the weather. Uh, I know how that, that is. <laughs> did you, did you take your flu shot this, this past fall? I did take my flu shot, but uh, it doesn't cover every disease that a two-year-old may <laughs> carry with them from daycare. So unfortunately I, I am susceptible to that bill. Well, I I remember those days, and it's pretty tough because the kids do bring home everything from daycare and from school as well. So you just have to get used to it. But you know that about a a third or more uh, of folks who should be getting flu shots don't. Uh, for one reason or another, they don't like to take shots, or they don't think they work, or whatever. But, you know, it, it, particularly for my seniors out there, flu shots are really, really important uh, to get. And you're right. They don't cover everything, but they do cover uh, the, the viruses that are most likely to uh, get to folks. So, uh, uh, well, <laughs> I, guess, I guess we need to add that to our New Year's resolutions that uh, when... when uh, 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 the uh, flu shots are available. We should need, we need to get them. Yeah, we certainly do because man, if anyone who's messed with the flu before, that is certainly no fun. I'd rather get a quick shot any time of the year as opposed to having to deal with the flu. But that would be a good resolution, Bill. And I know you've got plenty more that you want to get to here. Uh, well, we actually, when it comes to resolutions, everybody's different uh, in terms of what what they want to do but I, I do think it's it's a good time to uh, assess and reassess and um, uh, look forward to uh, you know trying to do things uh, better for ourselves to improve ourselves um, improve our relationships and you know uh, every anything and everything we can do now, we can always go back to, you know, what Dr. Life tells us to do, which is, uh, you know, cut out sugar uh, if, if we're smoking to stop smoking immediately and and to exercise. And uh, I, I can at least uh, say that I, I, I did uh, get my bicycle out yesterday and intend to do it again today. So it's, uh, you know, that's at least part of it. You know, stretching is is a third of the exercise that, that we're supposed to do. And, and then cardiovascular is another third, um, which bicycle riding, you know, certainly fits into that category. And then the last one is weightlifting, which I have to admit, I haven't really done it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill, two, two out of three isn't bad, especially here in the new year. That's, that's pretty good. Well, I, you know, I'm, I may uh, add it on. It's the kind of thing where I, I've, uh, stretching is easy to get uh, get done in the morning. Uh, the cardiovascular, you have to just set aside some time to do it. And then the weightlifting comes on different days, I think. But, um, you know, that's that's something that all of us need to do. And, it, and if you don't get in a routine, it's just really, really hard hard to do. And 
you know, typically the health clubs are full right now. And I suspect there are probably people listening right from, you know, from the, the, the health clubs right now. But, you know, after February, the <laughs> attendance there falls off pretty bad because a lot of us just don't uh, keep keep up our, our resolutions. And I think, um, you know, uh, but the bottom line is that's what we really need to do. And then, of course, for me, it's okay. Um, uh, we each need to find an activity that we can um, learn, you know, and particularly, uh, again, my senior uh, listeners out there, uh, learning things new can be fun, and 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 it um, it it keeps us keeps us young. So you know, I, I read recently, and I think I've mentioned this before, that we're not considered even old until we're seventy-four. That's right. There's a new benchmark now. <laughs> so see, so all my young people out there, we need to get busy. <laughs> seventy-four is the new sixty-five. That's how it works. Well, actually, it's the new 68. Oh, 68. Excuse me. You know, 10 years ago, uh, people thought you were old when you hit 68, but now it's gone up to 74. Well, Bill, you're you're ahead of the curve, so that's always good. I'm pleased. I'm very pleased to know that. (laughs) Very, very good. Well, you know, I know we're too close to that mark. Well, as long as it keeps, you know, staying ahead of you, then you're fine, Bill. You'll, You'll stay young forever. Right. Exactly. So... But anyway, uh, uh, I, I did. Uh, uh, did you read the Triangle Business Journal, the last one that came out in December? I did read it, and I happened to see that uh, Bill, you were uh, a, a prominent part of a, of an article in there. Well, I was very very pleased that they had an interest in what they phrase as elder orphans. And, and that basically uh, is a fairly large group of folks, uh, you know, and, and it, it can be because of death. You know, if you're a widow or widower, uh, but it also be- can be because you've never married or uh, you're, you're divorced and you're by yourself. And, um, you know, they're... Uh, now that's not it by itself because an awful lot of folks who are single have children and they have children who live close by and can be helpful to them and they're trustworthy and things like that but the elder orphan is basically a single person who has no one has no children and and in some cases it's no children available. In other words, that may be that their children live overseas or in California, or um, they're estranged uh, for one reason or another. Uh, you hate to see that, but it does happen. Um, uh, and and in, and of course uh, <laughs> there are other times when there's a very similar situation where people have children. But the children are not trustworthy. They're not helpful. In fact, they're scavengers uh, and and they're takers instead of givers. Uh, and uh, that can be even worse for folks because the the people that should be caring for them and helpful to them are the ones who are taking advantage of them. And that's something that I really want to uh, come into. Next week, it's a topic that I really want to cover next week um, because the 
oftentimes it's the people who are closest to you that are the ones who are actually taking advantage of you. And um, so I think next week's show will be a real interesting show as it relates to those issues. I have a guest that's coming in uh, related to that, and I think uh, people will enjoy that. But but we're not we're basically talking this morning, at least uh, about uh, folks who have no one in that category. So uh, uh, versus the ones who have uh, loved ones who are ready to take advantage of them, these folks have no one to trust at all. And so they're out there by themselves. And and elder orphans um, do have unique issues. And so I was very pleased when the Triangle Business Journal did take up that issue, and I was very pleased to be a part of their article. But it's sort of like, uh, you know, what do you do? Because uh, these folks face the this, this same issues of aging uh, where um, – uh, what what do they do when they do when they need help? Well, uh, actually, this this is uh, two of the things that I recommend strongly to seniors, particularly seniors who uh, find themselves alone. Um, uh, two things I recommend real strongly to them: one, if they can afford it, uh, I recommend that they look at independent living communities uh, simply because it makes their life easier. Uh, you know, they don't have to worry about uh, keeping the house clean or mowing the yard, um, and they they um, get their meals uh, prepared for them and somebody to clean up uh, their room and those kind of things. And, and, it's, and they're still very independent. They can still live their life and exactly the way they have for years uh, with no changes. They they can have a car, they can drive, they can go to the same church and the same clubs and do the same activities that they've always done, but they have a much easier lifestyle. But one of the key things is they're in a safe environment. And, and you know, one of the key things about aging alone is most people who live by themselves don't eat well. Uh, you know, they, uh, they don't prepare food. Um, for themselves the way they should. And as a result, their diet is terrible. And of course, diet is really important uh, to, to folks in a lot of different ways. Uh, but not eating or not eating enough and not getting the right kinds of foods um, is extremely important to, to folks. And that's one reason why um, uh, finding an independent living community can be uh, extremely helpful to folks. And, and one of the things that a lot of folks don't realize is that these, not all of the communities are that expensive. And uh, there are some out there. I mean, we have everything in our areas from ones that cost a lot of money to get into and the monthly fees are fairly expensive. But we also have others that are all nice uh, but the um, monthly costs are only about $2,000 a month or so, depending on the accommodations. And so folks that have moderate, modest income can typically afford these places without any problem. And one of the things that I like about 
the independent living communities is that it allows people to live independently uh, with that lifestyle far longer than somebody that tries to live alone at home, not taking good care of themselves. And um, because oftentimes a person in independent living can stay in independent living rather than having to move to assisted living. And that's one of the biggest advantage advantages to independent living communities that a lot of folks just don't don't realize. You know, plus when you're alone, uh, well, there's two things about living alone that, that a lot of folks face, and that is, duh, loneliness. And oftentimes loneliness can lead to depression, and depression uh, can be very, very serious, and it, it uh, leads to even worse things. So uh, it's the kind of thing where unless you have a busy lifestyle and folks that come uh, to see about you frequently, um, and I'm not talking about just a phone call here and there, but you know, actually come to see you and make sure you're doing well and the house is clean and things are good and you're healthy and if you don't have that, then an independent living community can really um, significantly make your life better. And so that's an important, and, and I know we've got to take a break, but uh, there's a couple other things that I want to talk about that are really smart for, for folks who find themselves alone. Excellent. And this is a, a very important topic, Bill, because this is a, a group of people that uh, we often don't really talk about as much when it comes to uh, to asset protection and as well as just taking care of this sector of uh, our elder population. Well, we're going to hear more from Bill on that right after this. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander joining us via Skype. He's out at the coast, uh, ringing in the new year with his family there. <laughs> Bill, we uh, appreciate you uh, and your dedication to uh, being live here on WPTF. We always appreciate your expertise. And uh, the folks at the Triangle Business Journal also appreciate your expertise, Bill, because uh, they uh, used your uh, knowledge for an article that they wrote related to elder orphans. Bill, why don't you quickly explain again what an elder orphan is? Uh, well, well, elder orphans are, it can be anyone who um, is a senior, elderly, that means, at, at, from what I understand, you have to be at least 74 for that to kick in. <laughs> and then someone who is has no one, no children available, um, you know, no, no one that they can trust uh, to take care of things when they need assistance. Um, that's an elder orphan. Uh, and, it, and, and actually, elder orphans have the same issues that others have, that have children. It's just that they have a different level and have to approach it a different way because they generally don't have someone that they can trust completely as it relates uh, to things. Um, and we were talking about 
and this is true for folks who have children too as well, but when folks live alone, uh, being uh, a choosing an independent living community can be extremely helpful to folks. And I realize there are a lot of folks out there and say, I want to stay in my house. I'm familiar with it. I love the community I'm in. And, and that does have its advantages. But at the same time, uh, it's also nice to start living in a community while you're still in good health uh, and you, you know, you have your own place, you have your own apartment, you can come and go as you please, but you have meals prepared for you and you have folks who change your bed for you and give you fresh towels once a week and, and uh, you know, clean up your room for you a little bit. And, uh, and you have a, a 24-7 safe environment. So independent living can be um, really uh, a very pleasant. And one of the things that it gives you other than a safe environment is that it gives you as much or as little socialization as you want. In other words, you have folks that you can uh, enjoy having lunch with or having dinner with. Uh, you, um, can uh, go out with folks. There's always activities that are planned, but you can do your own planning as well because you're independent and to the degree you need a little bit of help, uh, you can hire a little bit of help without having to pay the high cost of assisted living. Uh, you know, my brother has lived in independent living for the last five years and it's been amazing to me how well he's been able to do uh, uh, there um, uh, at a very uh, efficient cost. And it's been wonderful for him. He's had a much, much uh, better life uh, because of his ability to live there. So it's been a real blessing for him. Uh, but I, And it's one of the reasons that I, I, I understand it as well as I do. Now, the... Um, one of the other things about living in a place, uh, an independent living community, is you're much less susceptible to shams and scams. Um, you know, scammers, I mean, all of us have to be wary of scammers. They are so professional and good at what they do, and they're more than happy to take our money away from us. Um, but they focus on folks who are 78 and above. Um, and they have scam lists out there that are bought and sold uh, on the dark web. And they're, what, what scammers are truly looking for are folks who live alone who are 78 plus. Now, you might ask, well, why are they focused on that group? Well, it's real easy. Generally speaking, that group has more money than younger folks. Uh, they typically own a house, uh, which also means they have more money available to them generally. Um, and scammers know that when folks reach that age, their mind slows down. That's a natural part of aging. And there is a certain percentage of folks who live alone, about 10%, who have signs of early dementia and so their short-term memory is bad and these folks are the most susceptible to being taken advantage of by scammers um, 
And so uh, all of the folks out there, as they get older, they really have to put in place uh, some barriers uh, to scammers. Uh, and this is folks with children and with without children. I mean, they uh, it's, it's just a huge problem because truthfully, what the scammers play into is seniors' desire to maintain control of their money and their assets. Uh, and, you know, asset protection versus control is, uh, is, is a real key uh, to this, this uh, thing growing older that's so important. And, of course, I like to keep my clients in control as long as possible, but they also need an asset protection plan at the same time. And at some point, most seniors need to give up a little bit of control. They don't have to give up at all of it, but they do need to let others uh, look inside and, and make sure that things are on the up and up. And some very simple things can be used to thwart scammers. Probably the most important one that I talk about is freezing your credit. I mean, how many seniors actually need a new credit card or a new loan? We don't. <laughs> so freezing our credit is an easy way of keeping other folks from opening up credit uh, accounts in our name without our knowledge. And so and freezing your credit is one of the most important things seniors can do. The other thing that seniors can do without actually giving up control is allowing a trusted person, normally a child, um, if you have one, uh, to look over your bank accounts at least once a month. Uh, that way they can see if anything, any funny business is, is going on. So, uh, but that's not giving up control of your money just because you're letting uh, a trusted person look over your finances uh, once a month. It's really important. Those two things alone will thwart most uh, scam attempts. And you have to understand that that's what they're really uh, focusing on uh, are folks who are 78 and above, but they've, you know, truthfully, all of us at any age can be scammed and we all have to be very alert to their sophisticated methods. Um, I, there's uh, for folks who are not aware of the different scams going on. One of the best resources to read about it is on the attorney general's website. They have a consumers affairs division and they have uh, uh, articles on all of the different scams that are going on in North Carolina right now that they're aware of. Um, but you know, most seniors who are, have been scammed, do not want to tell anybody. So there's far more scams that go on successfully than what law enforcement knows about or the attorney general's office knows about because when a person is scammed, two things. Number one, they're embarrassed uh, and they don't want to, you know, they, want, they don't want other folks to know how stupid they've been. And they don't want their children to get involved to, to say, well, we need to come in and take over because mom or dad's, um, you know, given it up. Uh, and they don't want that to happen. That's that control issue that is so important for folks. So anyway, 
uh, th those are some of the things uh, as it relates. So independent living communities can uh, make a difference for everyone as it relates if, if they're alone. And of course, there are a lot of couples who enjoy going to independent living communities as well. So I don't want to um, not <laughs> give give credence to that as well. But uh, when you're alone, it's even uh, a, a far better situation for folks to consider uh, that. Um, and again, I know we need to take a break, but I want to talk uh, uh, then about uh, some other things that folks who live alone uh, need to uh, consider. We will get to those in just a bit. We are having a discussion on elder orphans. This is a subject that uh, Bill was brought in to discuss with the Triangle Business Journal, and we're bringing up that discussion today. We've got more that we want to discuss on this. We also need to tell you about a seminar coming up on Wednesday, actually three seminars that Bill has going on, but we'll tell you all about that right after this. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. We're uh, having a wonderful discussion. We thank you so much for joining us this morning. I want to remind you if you want to find more information about Bill, you can head over to WGALaw.com. That's WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website where you can find plenty about him and you can also find out about his seminars that he holds uh, every, the second Wednesday of every month. And, Bill, we've got one coming up this Wednesday, January 9th. And uh, this is a great opportunity for folks to learn about Medicaid and veterans' benefits, long-term care, and estate planning. And uh, there's there's all sorts of wonderful information that you provide in these seminars. Well, I appreciate that, Jason. And actually, our seminars are important. Uh, one of the biggest concerns of seniors is basically uh, losing all their money uh, because of long-term care expenses. There are very few seniors who have long-term care insurance, and they have limited assets and limited income, and there are very few, if any of us, who can afford long-term the costs of long-term care. And the cost of long-term care can be anywhere from a few thousand dollars a month to over $10,000 a month. And folks just, you know, about half of us will have long-term care issues that, that just uh, cost out the wazoo. And so our seminar is focused on what help is out there for families and how can you get the help how to get eligible for it how to protect your assets at the same time and we cover all of the programs that can help families with long-term care issues and so um, as a result uh, our, our seminars are very very important uh, for folks and you don't have to be in crisis to come actually it's uh, we have a lot of folks whose families are in financial crisis due to long-term care who do attend, and they sh all should be there. But, um, uh, but you know, it's all, always better to 
to be in front of of those issues. So if if folks even see the hint of having those issues in the future, then our seminars can be extremely helpful to them. Yes, uh, people just don't know what they don't know, and there's so much bad information on the street, Jason, relating relating to all of these programs that. People need accurate information in order to make good decisions. And there's just, you know, unless you come to a seminar, there's you can't find this information out by reading a book or reading the newspaper or listening to the radio. It's just not available, unfortunately, because most of the sources of help don't really want you to know about <laughs> what you need to know. And and so uh, our... our um, Seminars can be really helpful to folks, and uh, I would encourage folks to um, to sign up, call us, um, let us know you're coming, uh, and, and come to the seminars. Yeah. Well, let's get back to to folks um, who are alone, and uh, some of the things now now by even folks with children, um, the problem is that folks need, I mean, when folks have long-term care issues, the fact of the matter is, is that no one's ever gone through it before. They don't know what to expect. They, they don't know what their options are. They don't know what's available in the community. And, uh, and, and part of it is to the degree, if they think they need care, you know, somebody to come in and help them, uh, people don't know how much is enough or how much is, is it too much or too little? And, and that's where uh, my next advice comes in. And that is most of us could um, be far better off if we have and hire an independent life care manager, independent life care manager. Now, they, this group of folks, they used to be called geriatric care managers, but they have rebranded. <laughs> but how they are so important to us because, particularly for those folks who are alone, is the fact that they don't have an advocate if they go to the hospital or if they go into rehab and most families don't speak hospital. And so having hiring an independent life care manager and I stress independent, in other words, someone who's not a social worker who works for a home care agency, but someone who is independent and knowledgeable of and can advise you, you if you're alone, or advise your family, your children, or whomever your loved ones are, as to how much care is enough, how much is too little, and uh, also things that you can do to be more, you know, they can uh, go through your home and make recommendations on do this, do this, do that, and it will allow you to stay here safely far, far longer those kinds of things. Um, or if you go to the hospital, they can go with you and be your advocate, uh, just like a child might be. But see, having an independent care manager is 10 times better 
because they know the rules and they know hospital speak. So, and if they, if you have hired them in advance and they've come to, to your home and gotten to know you a little bit, then they know what your desires are too. So they can be your advocate in the hospital or in rehab because oftentimes they can help um, you uh, get more rehab than what you might get otherwise. Because the bottom line is if you don't have an advocate, then you're at the mercy of, of the folks in the hospital or the rehab. And it's sort of like, okay, we'll do whatever you say. But but a life care manager is someone who can actually get to know you and spend time with you. And the quality of their advice will be far better than a person who sees you for five minutes. Uh, so I'm a real believer in independent life care managers. Uh, they're, they're very reasonably priced um, in our area. I mean, I, it's about 100 to $125 an hour, which is not cheap, but they are professionals and they do a super job. And so uh, now these are not your home care people. These are your, the advisors for you. Uh, basically. And, and I think that it's one of the most important uh, groups of advisors you can have. And of course, I've, I have to be self-serving and say folks need a good elder law attorney as well. <laughs> Can't forget that. <laughs> come see us. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Folks do need to come see you. And if they are in a, a long-term care crisis or want to get some information about preparing for uh, the potential catastrophe of paying for long-term care, please check out Bill's seminar this Wednesday, January 9th. Again, you can go online to WGALaw.com. You can also call the office at 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. To asset protection today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, who's joining us live via Skype from the coast right now. Bill's uh, ringing in the new year from from the coast. That's uh, uh, a wonderful thing for you to be doing, Bill. And I hope you've uh, enjoyed some vacation time, gotten some respite, and I know you're ready to hit the ground running next week when you're uh, when you're back in the office. Uh, absolutely. We're looking forward to it. Um, well, I, I wanted to talk about uh, something that's important to all of us, uh, not just elder orphans. Um, and, and that is uh, the um, conflict, if you will, between asset protection and control. For, for folks have to realize to some limited degree that because no one wants to lose their assets. I mean, let's get real here. Um, so asset protection is important to all of us. And of course, um, you know, there are, we do a lot of things while we're young and, and healthy to make sure that we have put things in place to protect ourselves, such as liability insurance, you know, our car insurance and homeowners insurance and, 
And for a lot of folks who have businesses or rental properties, we use limited liability companies. And so all of those are part of an asset protection plan. Uh, but the asset protection that seniors are looking at typically is, do I have to get up, give up control of my assets in order to have asset protection? Well, the truth is, is that the asset protection most seniors are seeking uh, is the type of asset protection where you do have to give up some control. Um, and, and actually, one of the best ways, and this is certainly true for elder orphans, if you will, is that this is where trusts can play uh, a big role. And of course, as you know, I love to do trusts. I think trusts are really important. And one of the things about revocable trusts that a senior can put in place, which is really, really important, is a disability plan. And, you know, most of the trusts that I review that have been done by others do not have a disability plan in it. But this is your ability to put the rules in place on how your money will be used to take care of you when you can no longer manage your own money. So this is extremely important for folks who are single. And, you know, people say, well, I might, you know, I have a power of attorney where I've authorized somebody to do stuff when I can no longer do it. But you know what? And and of course, you've Jason, you've heard me say that most seniors don't have the right kind of power of attorney to do asset protection planning. And I'll be saying that the rest of my life <laughs> because folks don't listen to me. Uh, they think that whatever poorly uh, drafted document they have will suffice and it just won't as we get older. And so, but the, here's the thing about uh, any power of attorney, whether it's a good one or a bad one, and that is it doesn't have instructions. It doesn't say I'm giving, it, it says I'm giving you the authority, but it doesn't say a thing about what you expect them to do with your money or your property. Uh, and so this is where a trust trumps a power of attorney all day long because in a trust document, yes, you do appoint a trusted person after yourself so that if you can no longer manage your own affairs, your successor that you've appointed uh, will be your trustee. But more importantly, you should have as part of your trust agreement a disability plan that basically directs your trustee as to how to spend your money. And for most of my clients, uh, I, I don't think I've ever had a client that has not said, I want to be as independent as possible. I, for a lot of them, I want to live at home. Uh, I, you know, it, 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 but the bottom line is it, it can direct where you want to live, how you want to live until your money runs out. In other words, it's not it's not about how do we preserve our money for the next generation. It's about how do we spend our money to take care of ourselves the way we want to be taken care of. Do we if we have to go to a facility, do we want a private room? Do we want private duty sitters? 
to attend to us, knowing that in most facilities, the care level is not particularly good unless you have some uh, private people coming in to help take care of you uh, during the day and during the night. And so your trust agreement can actually direct what you expect your money to be spent on. And so a disability plan is extremely important and very helpful to folks um, who decide that a, a revocable trust agreement can be uh, helpful. And so, and you don't have to be rich to want to have a, a revocable trust as your uh, plan uh, for your property. Um, now, trusts also help in a lot of other ways uh, and folks who are well-to-do should always have a trust for a lot of other reasons, but your trust agreement should have a disability plan in it if you have a trust agreement. And for elder orphans, it's even more important because they need to not only create their own plan for themselves so that somebody else doesn't do it for them, uh, but it also allows them to appoint at least someone, sometimes a professional, uh, to be their trustee if and when they can't be uh, their own trustee anymore because of their disabilities. And so all of the, that can be important, but and that ties in to the asset protection versus control. And, you know, from my own perspective, as someone who enjoys control, I want my clients to have as much control as they possibly can up until the very last minute. But in order to do that, you do have to have a really good general durable power of attorney, an advanced general durable power of attorney, which very few people have. And you can't get them except through well-versed elder law attorneys who focus on asset protection for seniors uh, and uh, then have a plan in place um, and a trust agreement with a disability plan. So when you cannot, when you don't have the capacity to direct how your money's spent on you, you have a trust agreement that directs and it's your plan in terms of what you want, uh, how you want your money spent to take care of you. Uh, and uh, particularly for elder orphans, uh, I mean, why? There's no reason if you're in a facility to preserve your money for someone else. If you don't have anybody, it's a matter of how can we spend your money to take care of you? And hopefully the day you die, you're, you're, you've spent your last penny. Uh, of course, that's impossible to do for most folks. I've only had one client who actually accomplished that. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing where you got to have a plan in order for that to happen. If you just think you're going to be fine for the rest of your life and then you're going to die and you're never going to have a problem. Well, bless you. Uh, I hope that happens for you, but uh, you know, 99.99% of us, that's just not the way it happens for us. Um, so, uh, having good planning in place is what it's all about. That is essential, and having those legal documents correct is also uh, a very important and vital part to that. And if it's one of your New Year's resolutions to go over your legal documents and see what you have, maybe you want to have uh, Bill and his teams look look those over for you. You can do that by calling 919 919- 
256-7000. That's how you can set up an appointment with Bill. You can also uh, register for Bill's seminars by calling 919-256-7000. We've got some uh, seminars coming up this Wednesday, January 9th. You can also find information online at WGALaw.com. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Jason Kong here with Bill. Bill, thank you so much for uh, still being with us this Saturday. I know you're, you're out at the coast, but thank you for hopping on Skype here and for putting together another wonderful program for our Always audience. my pleasure, Jason. And, of course, we're into a new year now, so we, get, we have to get our resolutions and keep them. That's right. We, we want everyone to keep theirs, and uh, if having your legal documents checked out is part of your, one of your resolutions, get a hold of Bill and, uh, hey, make it a resolution to join us every Saturday at 11. It's Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Thanks for joining us. We hope you do it again next week. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I'm Jason Kong. Have a great weekend, everyone.